Are you guys ready? No. Are you ready? No. 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 Are you, no. Are you guys ready? Yeah! Haha, <laughs> see, they're ready. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of our amazing perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Boogie. And this is, of course, the community show. Oh my God, what? Am I too loud? Am I too loud? It's too excited. Do I feel... Well, then take your things off. Thank you very much. And welcome to Perverted Podcast. This is the community show. We have a whole bunch of lovely perverts and a dog. And, And what's the dog's name? Ruby. Ruby the dog who looks just so goddamn excited. Oh, tail wag. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ruby, do you, are you a pervert? Are you, who's a pervert, dog? Who's a pervert, dog? Why does she know that everyone's talking about her, showing her ass off to everybody? So here we are, community show, show number 30. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff happened. Are you going to have something to say about the 30? You always I am going to say something about 30 because you know what? It's one more than fucking 29. Oh. Which means we have not been kicked off the air yet. <laughs> SoundCloud is still, iTunes is still letting us roll right the fuck ahead. We're having an exciting time. So we just uh, had our uh, perverted podcast uh, play party. It was. Some of the people that are here were there. Including Ms. D. Ms. D has actually made it to the perverted podcast. Gravel Tits is here. Gravel Tits is here and she's ready to start some shit. Aren't you, baby? Yes. Oh, my God. I love her. So we had a great turnout. It was the day after Christmas. Um, even for the day after Christmas, it was still pretty successful. Perverted Podcast raised, are you ready for this, almost $500. Yeah. That is a lot of goddamn panties for, for Kathy. I've got we, all the panties. We, we have so many panties that we will be buying for Kathy. No, but a- that's the, and it was exciting. Abyss was doing needle play, and there was all sorts of fun and shenanigans going on. It wasn't the biggest crowd, but still, for half day after Christmas, it was awesome. But that really wasn't what made the night special. You know, it was so special, not just because the listeners were there and because we had a great time, but there was one listener... Hollywood Daddy, who, who really loves our show and really wants, wants to see our show succeed. So Hollywood Daddy, in his generosity, as announced on a prior show, offered $50, 50 big dollars, if Kathy would let him basically make out with her armpit for five minutes. Oh God! It was awful. I, I and Kathy, right now. and Kathy, Hollywood Daddy, could you please come to the mic? Because this is <laughs> this is something that we have to talk about. Hello, so, mistress, shut up! I hate it when you call me that. I haven't washed you off my face yet, mistress. So the entire dungeon makes its way into the red room at Threshold. 
where Kathy stood there and for five agonizing yet joyful and magical minutes squirmed and kicked and screamed while Hollywood... What? what first, let's walk, walk me through this, Kathy. I'm not walking you through shit. Walk me through this. No. I'm a horror for the podcast is what it is. And let's not make it out as if he's some... Saint for helping the podcast. He's a big old humanist <laughs> pervert. That's I'm the a philanthropist, only reason he did not a saint. It. He's oh. a philanthropist. philanthropist. So walk me through this. So you get into the room. You're now ready to let Hollywood Daddy. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. There was there was let, there was back dis- there was backstory to this too. Because not only not only did did she give the five minutes, there was prep. Oh, before. God, yeah. oh, that's right. That's right. So how I long? I couldn't use deodorant for five days. I like my oh, women naturally. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That is, no. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So you didn't use deodorant for how long? For s- Monday was the last day I used deodorant. So seven days you did not use deodorant. Mm-mm. And so you could be I nice. I showered and- all the time. I was not stinky. I'm sure you did. Right. So now you were nice and natural. And so you en- you guys enter the room. There's some energy going on. We had a little negotiating. A little Real ne- quick, <laughs> I just want to point out that uh, n- her natural was a lot like a Big Mac on a cold winter day. Oh, oh that I, is I don't romantic. Know how to take that. <laughs> that is romantic. Big Pat, Big Mac Pit. That is beautiful. Mac, I just uh, so you get in the room. I guess it's, please stop. There so could no, be stick worse. with stick with me. Stick with me. <laughs> yeah. So you get in the room, and I see, and you have on a lovely kind of black blousey kind of thing. But it was you're, flowy. It was but nice. it's flowy, so you can actually pull down. I did that down, on purpose. So I wouldn't have to take my clothes off. <laughs> pull, pull down and expose the pit. The pit was exposed. Now then, Hollywood Daddy, were you focusing on one pit in general, or were you going to get know, both pits? Uh, I alternated. That, that's one. Her, her right armpit was a lot stronger. Really? Yeah, because hmm. she's right-handed. That's... I had no idea. This was something new I learned. So is this a, is this a normal thing? Uh, well, of the women that let me in that area, yeah. It's, so it's far, tr- my data comes back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. You're, you know. So Kathy, now. So he pushed me up against the wall, told me to put my hands over my head, and then I thought you were going to deck him. Had to grab me because I kept squirming every time I. You did not look like a willing. I was not willing. Pit licky. You did not. Pit licky. That was you. That's pit licky. It was. It was painful. It was painful to watch. It was. Wait, and the look on Abyss's face was better than anything I could have. She's within maybe three feet of me, and she keeps looking at her. Be strong, Kathy. Fifty dollars podcast. Think of the podcast. At one point, she puts her hand out and grabs me, and we're both holding on for dear life. I, that was during my sensual magic. You, you at at a moment, you're normally just an emotional sadist, but in this moment, you actually became quite romantic with yeah. Kathy's yeah. armpit. Yeah, actually, you nibbled at one point. It was nice. Oh, God, he's giving me the creepy look. He's such a creeper. That's that's what he I looks think, like. Kathy. I think when he throws in the endearing mistress is is that, when it, it really horse. gets to your heart. Uh. It really gets to your heart. So now we're also, there. Hold on. I'd like to point out that Mark during the entire time was just like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> just watching the squirming. She's just like, ha, ha. So now Hollywood Daddy. Now this is this is definitely, this is a kink of yours normally. This uh, is, well, this is this was several kinks, actually. <laughs> this, it was. It several? Was, what types yeah, of kinks? Well, one was uh, – I took you out of your element and made you very nervous and anxious. and Which is also one of my kinks. So right. Yes. And then uh, everyone in the room was getting off on it. So that was like just grabbing my balls and putting it up <laughs> in, the, in the air. It felt so good. And then, yeah, I'm into fucking armpits, man. 
I like women and their armpits. <laughs> <laughs> and their armpits. Together. Unless Los you're otros. my ex-wife, then fuck you. Oh. 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 True. A little bitterness there. Well, that that is... Uh, when, I, when the first moment I... I felt the tongue on my skin. I screamed. <laughs> she did. And you know what's even better? You know what's better about this moment? I mean, obviously, everybody, Kathy, very good sport. Obviously, something not. Hollywood Daddy for being amazing and being able to create such a wonderful scene. But even better is that there was a video shot oh my God. of this entire play scene that now both Hollywood Daddy and begrudgingly <laughs> Kathy for the podcast is releasing into my hands. I'm so I'm more nervous about that. Than that I did. can now edit into ways that enhance certain moments, possibly with slow motion, possibly with sort of other uh, songs and so forth. So in the next few weeks, perverted podcast listeners look for that to come and it will be. Oh. It will be amazing. Mm. It was an amazing thing. It was an amazing thing. And it I, was. And, and this thank is you, actually mistress. the second. Oh, oh God. He did it again. <laughs> oh. You're the only woman I call mistress. Oh. <laughs> and your armpit. <laughs> mistress. That life is the place. Talk about genital torture in subspace. We share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the world. Yeah. Perverted podcast talking about that life, motherfucker. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Hell yeah, they have. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> in. <laughs> We're now in FetLife stuff. We cut the intro a little bit. I think it's better. You think it's better? Without the, the mm-hmm. hoogla in the front. I think it's better, too. We're always working it out. Show 30. You All know, right. give us a couple of years. Okay. All right, so, Kathy, what do you got for us? I got two really great posts. One is, the first one is from Lou Who Was New, which I think is a fucking awesome Wait, name. what the hell is the name? Lou Who Was New. Oh. It's like... It's like, like a Dr. Seuss name. <laughs> Lou Who Is New, trapped down the tree with the Lorax and the trees in the forest with the sneeds and the glids and the clits and the splits and the splitting done? clits and an axe with a clit. Ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Now it's a gash. That's a porn name. What? Where am I going? Sorry. What was her name? Glutes. Lou, her who name was, was new, wrote a post called I Just Watched Myself Come. She says, masturbating is a thing I do alone. I don't think of it as hot. I think of it as embarrassing. I shudder to imagine the involvement of another person. Orgasm in particular is on my list of things no one will ever witness. I'm so all about control, and there are some areas of my life where that isn't serving me very well. So today, I got out some mirrors, and I watched myself. I watched myself come. Turns mm. out it's sort of beautiful. I'm sort of beautiful. Who would have guessed? Mm. That's actually yeah. Really yeah. yeah, everyone all. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Let's go watch this chick come. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the point of this article, right? No. Is that we're uh, going to fly out there? No, so not the point of the article. We're going to fly out there and watch her come. That No, I think you're missing the point. What? No, that's not? What is the no. point? We're going to watch you come? Uh, what? Yeah. No. The Why? Whole po- shut up. <laughs> Fucking hell, shut up. Anyways, uh, I love this post because... <laughs> stop. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop, stop fo-jacking it. off. No fo-jack. <laughs> Anyways, I love this post because she finally was able just to let go and found beauty. And it was something that 
um, I can relate to, I was always, you know, I've never actually been all that embarrassed when it comes to sex or my body or whatever during sex. Other times, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want you to see me if I'm laughing or whatever. I get very self-conscious. But the one time I, I truly feel like I'm in my element and comfortable is during sex. I don't, you know, I get off when my partner sees me come because it means they are doing a good job, you know? <laughs> so I can, I can see it as her being scared or whatever, or not in touch with what, you know, her, her sexuality is, but I'm happy she was able to finally realize that it's not scary. It's not embarrassing. It's not whatever. That is you at your freest point, And it's something to admire. I both love and hate you because okay. I hate that you're that <laughs> with your sexuality because I can relate to her uh, both masturbating and having an orgasm in front of someone else I, I don't think I could ever do and I wish I could I wish I were as um, free as you I said it's the one area really <laughs> it, it, it would be a very hard to think, thing for me to do I've talked about on the show often how I can't get out of my own head and I, I try so often every time that I'm with somebody doing the exercises that Boogie has, has been so kind enough to share with me and he's a really good mentor a really good teacher in that area but it has been hard I'm not going to lie it's not something I, I haven't gotten close and um, I say good for her I think it's wonderful yeah I uh, <laughs> I can't say I was really inspired by this because um, I, 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 I first off I'm a dude <laughs> It's a different world when we jack off. You've been watching yourself come for decades. It's it's just a, it's just it's just so. But like looking in the mirror, it kind of is like a sad, hairless orangutan with glasses and sagging testicles. That's kind of the look. That's the look. I, I mean, we all know that because when guys are fucking, then we're like, yeah, you know, we're trying to have our game face and whatever. And, and if we don't feel right, we just flip them over and have them face the other way. But like in that. In the sex part, it's like, all right, well, here I am. But then there's like, I'm by myself. <laughs> I'm hunched over like a fucking troll. And I'm fucking yurking it. And I just, there's just a look that's just because you're concentrating and you're kind of like, yeah, I've got to think of a lot of things. And there's just, no. Fucking <laughs> just no is the way. I don't, and it's not even about. I mean, I believe in in body acceptance more than body attraction. Like, I believe that I accept my body. I also, and we'll talk about transparency a little bit. I can be transparent with myself and say, I eat like shit. Um, I I don't manage my food and my diet. Therefore, I am sixty five pounds overweight. So I'm not going to look like uh, what I want to look like when I am sexual. So I accept who I am. I accept that. I don't belittle myself. I don't beat myself up. I just realize that these are the things that I have to work on. So I'm all about acceptance, but I can't pretend to have an illusion of that I find things attractive that I don't find attractive about myself. So I'm kind of with Kathy on that, that when I have sex, I'm mostly wearing a shirt. Unless I'm now playing like some perverted old neighbor daddy role play thing where I'm supposed to be kind of fat and disgusting, then uh, yeah, doesn't 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 work for me. Yeah. Anyone from the audience have something to throw in on this? That works for me. 
Wow. You like you like hell? you like the fat old you know perverted looking well, belly Mar- over. Mar- Mark and I do. <laughs> oh oh, here comes Miss D. Uh-oh. Hey hey hey, she is, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Bug. Hi. Oh, don't try to talk all sexy now. <laughs> you know, get up in the mic if you're going to talk. I, oh, honey, don't worry. There's no problem with my being heard. <laughs> I think what's really beautiful is the fact that she embraced not just the look, but the full commitment to her body, her feelings, her freedom for the first time in that particular arena. And it must have been amazing. And, you know, like light bulbs going on all over the room. And I think it's a fabulous post. And I'm delighted for her. And I hope she does it over and over and over and over again and has that same feeling over and over again, if not better. And she committed. She, like, busted out mirrors. and Yeah. yeah. See, I there, that. there, that's... I, I, I can see the vision and 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 like miss d says you know that you also, that it must be an epiphany moment to embrace yourself in that way i guess i just i've, I've never done it well yeah. also i find well at least for me um i find beauty in the female form so yeah ouch no me too no but, but what i'm saying is you you don't find beauty in the male form no but i think it's i think it's even more I think it's even more than just the visuals of the physical body. I think it's uh, it, it's like, you know, you can you can see your hands and your hands are working and your hands get dirty and your hands get strong. But every once in a while for me, I will just do a quick glance and all of a sudden, my hand looks really amazing. That's so pretty. And it's not. <laughs> and it's not just because the hand looks amazing. It's like there's this connection, a different kind of connection, and I am with my body, and I'm in my body, and I'm, I am celebrating that part of my body, and so the beauty is more in the reactions that are going on than, you know, you've painted a picture of your pussy or you've painted a picture of your hand and therefore it becomes a visually beautiful thing. But I, I am delighted that she had that experience. So you're saying more, more along the lines of the connection to your humanity and your being a physical being actually surviving on absolutely, a planet. So absolutely. I can, I can see that road. Yeah. I, I mean, that's actually... That's that's a new kind of way to look at it for me. So I mean, that's doesn't awesome. it excite you when <laughs> you see you, your Next time I jerk working? off, I'm like, this is my hand. I am part of the universe. <laughs> this is my seed I spread before Mother Earth. No. But, no, but the idea. Yeah. But it can also be, oh my fucking God, how great it is that my plumbing is still working. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Miss D, you're a dick. You're a dick. Right. Yeah, you mean when it works? Yeah, now something else to be sad about. Thanks, gravel tits. No, I hear what you're saying. Actually, thank you very much, Miss D, for 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 commenting on that. That's definitely good. Okay, All right, let's so, we we cured you. body image no, again. We did not, but we did. Congratulations to Lou, who was new. We're all and send us video you. of that so oh, we can no. celebrate with you. Don't listen to Boogie. Celebrate. The next one is by Matt Harmony, and he wrote a post called "Love is a Feeling, Relationships Are a Choice." 
He says, feelings are luck. Feelings don't care about rules. They just happen. One of the great joys of being poly is that they can happen and be acknowledged openly and talked about and navigated. But relationships are a choice. I've had feelings for many, many people, but only decided to be in a relationship with a few. I haven't always made the right decisions. I've made my share of mistakes. But if I made a mistake, I could own it and learn from it. It was never, I couldn't help it. I could and I did. Love is luck. Relationship is a choice. Choose as wisely as you can. Uh, he also talked earlier in it about that um, he doesn't expect his partners to be BFFs with each other. Yes. Because he also said, like, his whole thing is that he he feels that the people he chooses, you know, are pretty darn good people. And he would hope that his, his taste, his, his, taste, his, his, his taste partners would also partners. have, which is not always the case. But, I mean, I do get that. So I do, but what I like about this is he's talking about the lack of drama in his relationships. And he, he, he says that the lack of drama is there because they can differentiate between the two, between having a feeling and then making the choice to do something. And I, the reason I picked this post is because this happens to be one of my personal pet peeves and something that I've been working on for a while. And that is that we really don't have a choice about the feelings that crop up inside of us. But we do have a choice about how we're going to deal with yeah. them and what we do after that. What upsets me so much is when I hear people talking about their emotions as if they are pristine, wonderful, virginal things that they need to be looked at as perfect. And if I feel that way, then that's how I fucking feel. And there's no need for me to change it because it's who I am. It's natural. It's spraying forth from inside of me. Therefore, that's just what it's going <laughs> oh, to be. Oh, it's who I am. The who I am thing. Yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's also, who you, I am. You know what's also natural and springs forth? Shit. <laughs> yes. And we and don't vomit. put that in our relationships unless <laughs> right. it's your kink, you know. But, well, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about this the way he does. And I think it's important because I, be I happen to believe that that the way that that way of looking at things as if your your feelings are not something to be looked at and then trying to get over them if they're not helping you if they're actually harming you is the number one killer of relationships whether it's kink sex any relationship you have if you are not examining yourself and questioning why those feelings comes up, come up and if they're not helping you then do, doing something about them it's never good. It's going to create drama in every area of your life. Well, I think what, what happens in those types of situations is you become stagnant because you're like, this is how it is. You know, this is how it was when the relationship started. But if you haven't allowed your, your feelings to just be feelings and, and leave them in the feelings and then go on to the logic and growth, self-evaluation, self-actualization, and then actual change of point of view, which brings on new, better feelings... Um, then you're setting yourself up because the reality is in every relationship and we've found this endlessly look at the wonderful face on abyss we found this is that what started in the beginning isn't organically what's going to happen in life you know there's not a contract on life we things change different people come into our lives different uh, attitudes people get jobs they finish school they they do all of these different things and that creates like a whole different environment for them to have a new point of view and so to try to say well this is who i am and this is how i've always been it's not going to match the changes in your life your the changes in your life are going to require you to adapt to those changes and if you stay kind of in this well this is the way i've always been and this is how i feel well, you're obviously, it's not going to work outside of your 
your fucking imagination. I mean, there is also something to be say that, like, if you reach a point where something is a fixed point with you, don't ignore it either because sure. you're going to get bitter. What do you mean a fixed point? Like, if you're unhappy in a situation and even with all the examining and this, that, the other, and your feeling has not changed from that, don't ignore that either. You are, you know. You're absolutely right that you're bringing up something that makes a lot of sense, and uh, the examination is what needs to happen. What you decide to do after that, one, that may be one of the things you've decided to do. It's not. It's <laughs> nothing I can get over right now. Nothing I want to get over right a now. A hard limit is a hard limit, and yeah. you got to respect your hard limits. But no matter it, how much you poke at it, <laughs> yeah. No matter how much you say, you know, you're like, I'm not into this. This is something that just doesn't work with me. We've tried from all these angles. Yes. I'm sure if we spent the next 10 years trying to, I mean, this is what I used to always say. It's like when I was a young man, um, I really wanted to be a horse. And I mean this metaphorically, I'm not speaking, I actually wanted to be a horse, but I wanted to be the horse that picks up the princess and carries her away and, and you know, every, and so I tried to mimic these personalities of this, you know, oh, this, the white knight of the white knight and I'm gonna be this. But what kept coming back is I'm a fucking monkey. I am a fucking monkey. <laughs> a hairless? The, a hairless fucking weird looking jacking off looking fucking monkey <laughs> with glasses and sagging testicles. That is what I am. And the more I fought against who I was, it destroyed every relationship I had because I was never honest enough with myself to say, I'm not this. But I had this ideal that I kept trying to have and when I finally accepted that I was something different or had the potential to be something different, then I started having relationships with people instead of you were just a vehicle for my feeling of who I thought I was. You it, accepted the monkey. I accepted the monkey and then I was able to accept the other, other person. That's how I thought. Any comments from the, uh, from the peanut gallery? Terrified fucking looks. So, they all walk up. Get, they're all don't, Polly's don't hard. Get, Polly sucks. Polly's hard. You don't want to get into the deep stuff. Okay. Well, I, I think that's uh, fucking awesome. Well, um, hey. Great. Thanks to, thanks to both Matt Harmony and Lou who was new. Good fat life stuff. We cured fat life. Oh, Happy birthday. You're a pervert. Get your spankings. Happy birthday. You are great. Yay. Yay. Look, they don't. This is this is what I want, though. I said, can you guys fake enthusiasm if you don't know what's going on? And it's that okay. Was, we do it all the time. That was a perfect faking of enthusiasm. Thank you. We kind of do. This is the birthday time. Okay, now there's a longer song for that, and we have to learn it so we can actually sing it. But uh, every month at the community show is when we announce the birthdays of some of our volunteers because our perverted podcast volunteers, some of them are here today, um, really put in time and effort, and we just want to acknowledge them. So the birthdays. For this month, we have uh, Botu in Glasgow. He is our... Yeah, happy birthday. Is it... I still want to know Which... if he wears kilts. <laughs> I don't know if he does, but I'm sure he if... would probably for you, Abyss. If mm. Botu is hearing Pro... this, he... maybe he can tell us. Now, the thing... here's the question I have to ask, and he's just going to email me because he'll hear the show. Is it Botu or Batu? Because it's B-O-T-U. I think it's Botu. I think it's Botu too. I like that. That's what we're going to call him. Not Botu too, <laughs> which is like a kilt, but it's more of a tutu. So Botu too. <laughs> a plaid tutu. A plaid tutu. That would be very sexy. Um, and then it's his birthday. Theater vegan, who's uh, who just joined the volunteer group. Uh, she's uh, actually very got some really sexy pictures. And I wish she lived a little bit closer. Um, and uh, and then of course uh, Kathy, our own Kathy, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Kathy's birthday was earlier this month. Did we fist you? Did we? No, but you got me a lovely cake. 
We got you a cake. You did. We got you You're a cake. so nice. I absolutely don't remember any of this. Yes, you do. You're did so I get full her? of shit. It was the blacklight party. Yes. It was the blacklight party. Yeah. I have no recollection of this. You got wow. her a cake that said happy 90th birthday? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's yeah. coming back. That's <laughs> coming back. Sorry. Old hairless thing. Well, happy birthday to you all. And uh, that's... Uh, Bo yeah. too, I want to know if you wear kilts. You have to... <laughs> wait, wait. What time? Oh, wait. Your real life sex stories are much better than fantasy. Perverted Podcast Naughty Tales. <laughs> We've reached the time in the show where we are going to do the Perverted Podcast Naughty Tales. This is where we, the hosts, and our wonderful studio audience have a chance to come up and tell a naughty story. You get two and a half minutes. I've prepped you guys to think of a story if you can. Today's basic topic is food incorporated into play. You don't have to have that topic. If you just have a sexy story or something that was funny or you learn, we can. But Abyss. No, but it's your turn. Why? Because you keep dodging this shit. <laughs> I'm not dodging. I'll tell a sexy story. Go Give me my fucking two and a half stories. This Whenever is food in, in play. Two and a half minutes. Go. Okay. So there was a time where uh, Count Boogie, uh, now I've moved up to a motorhome, before I had a VW bus that I lived in, and there was a time when my life was a little more chaotic, and uh, I had this this girl um, who, was, who was like, she was cool because she didn't give a fuck about anything. You know, we'd go and fucking go to the market and lay in the meat aisle, like in the meat, and I'd carry her down the aisles, and she'd pretend to be Preacher from the Black Lagoon, and we'd scream, why, why? I'd carry her down. So we did all sorts of crazy shit, and, uh, and that was, so that, I didn't even think that was definitely food, laying in the meat in the store and getting kicked out every fucking time. You have to get the fuck out of here. But there was one time where it was actually sexy. Um, we went to Topanga Canyon Beach. We were going because we were poor, you know, and we go and hang out at the beach. And there was this one time where I didn't really have anything to do anything fun. So I bought a honeydew melon. And uh, we drove into Topanga Canyon, which is out here in Los Angeles. It's where all the hippies used to, used to hang out in the 60s. And uh, we just pulled over into, like, some weird little place. And I took a knife and I started just cutting out this honeydew melon and i proceeded to just pour this this sticky wet sweet honeydew melon and spread it all over her look at miss d's face she gets it and the licking of it off and it just became so erotic and i don't know what it was it was just the moment was like it was summer you know we were kind of just we had nothing to do in life and it was just this honeydew melon just kind of connected us and it got really sexy and dirty. And I just remember that as, as, as a great moment that I had with food and we just, you know, fucked amazingly and, and, uh, and then kind of wiped her off and fucking put it off in the 68 VW bus. <laughs> I like the put it off. That's my favorite part. <laughs> nice. So that's mm. mine. Sexy. Lovely. Sticky. Oh, Thank you very much. Come to the microphone, please. And what is your name, young lady? I'm Renata. Renata, please talk into the microphone. Come up all the way. Turn the microphone up to you. Do you have a story for us? I just got excited yes. to see you. Um, so I'm Hollywood Daddy's baby girl, and he <laughs> likes to incorporate food. Um, no. <laughs> in this particular instance, 
Um, I can relate to Kathy because I too have been licked by him during a scene. <laughs> <laughs> However, it was with a cow tongue that was purchased. That was purchased from Vallarta. Um, also in the scene was a pig snout and pig hooves. <laughs> And um, so basically he, you know, it, it was done here at Threshold and basically he, you know, kind of kidnapped me, he put a hood over me, dragged me into the medical room and uh, started basically terrorizing me with all of these things. And um, the cow tongue was probably the worst part, although the pig snout smelled the worst. The hooves were kind of funny because he was just kind of like, Stomping on me with them in a very, in a very nice way, sensual, sensual way, yes. Um, but the cow tongue was especially gross when he slapped it on my leg and blood came out on my leg. Yes, from the yes from the tongue. Um, yeah, it wasn't really sexy time, but I learned that we need to use a tarp. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, the shit that goes on here at Threshold. I know, right? <laughs> Silly. Zenny, who else has a story? Uh, all right. Uh, here, I see the grunt. Uh, yeah, by all means, take your time. Are you? I'll, I'll go up there in a little bit. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Huh? Go, MJ. Oh, oh. <laughs> What they didn't add to the cow tongue licking story, we were here that night, and we were sitting out on the couch smoking cigars, and somebody walks out, and they go, I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but there's some guy in there doing horrible, horrible things to a girl, and he wouldn't elaborate. He was traumatized. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta know. So I put on my stepdad and go walk by, and I was like, oh, of course. It's Hollywood Daddy. And what the... F is that a fucking... Pe what? So ha it was 50-50 in the dungeon that night. Half the people were like, that's amazing. Do go look at this. And the other half were like... Don't go look at that. <laughs> Do not go look at that. You could no, just no. And I was like, yeah. So I saw him later, and I was like, we, yeah. Let's, let's talk about things with like bat wings and stuff. Yeah, it's bad. So, so I have a dirty story. Oh, but mine's shorter. Oh. So, when I turned, I don't know, like nineteen. I got I got married when I was eighteen to my husband. And we were very sexually inexperienced. So we were like, what kind of dirty things can we do? So I got on like our dial up, you know, like the noise internet. I was like, I'm going to find some stuff. And the one thing I saw was like, oh, you can use Tootsie Pops. And I was like, oh, we're doing that. Oh, so man. I got like the, the little five pack, the little bouquet. <laughs> and I took it home and I was like, hey, baby, I got you a present. It's not like flowers, but it comes in a bouquet. And he's like, I don't even like Tootsie Pops. And I said, yeah, but we're gonna try something and you might like it. So my, my little thing at him was so bad. I was like, so, do you wanna find out how many licks it takes to get to the center? And he was like, really? No, you did not just say that to me. And I was like, stick it in my pussy. That's all I want. Just stick it in my pussy. And he's, he's 19. He, he, oh, okay, I'll try it. Totally hot. So he, he sticks it in and he's like, trying to like fuck me with it and I was like, Really? This is what you think is sexy? You just like jamming it in. I could have done that with a cucumber or like a spoon, like a stirring spoon, anything else. Do something sexy with it. So he like swirls it in around in there, pulls it out, it makes a sucking noise, and then he licks it. And I'm like, one, 
<laughs> so he does it a couple more times and then by the third time he did that it was absolutely the tootsie roll and i looked at him and i said really three so it takes three pussy licks to get to the center of the tootsie pop yeah there's my story oh god i, I had like cringing oh, moments god, I- <laughs> look he threw a Tootsie Pop at her. So that's why out. he always carries those in that's his pocket. That's why he always carries them. Okay. <laughs> okay, your story. Oh, my story, huh? Yeah. All right, so I I didn't actually have a lot of experience with like food and sex because I generally kept those separate. <laughs> um, and even during play, I was more of a pain girl until I started playing with you. Ha! <laughs> So my my splashing scene was actually here at Threshold, and it involved a shit ton of top ramen. Yes. So much fucking top running. And we were in the red room, and we had built a little tarp bowl. And he comes out and it's and he's taking all this time and being very careful and making sure it's warm and comfy and like, oh, this is so nice and oh and he's like spreading it on me and like he's it's getting fun and then all of a sudden dick move. <laughs> he he has one of our friends run to the kitchen and pull out the ramen he's had in the freezer. So it's cold ramen. <laughs> and then he gets out the dried ramen and actually shanked me with the fucking dried ramen. Wow. Like he actually cut me with this shit. Don't fuck with ramen. That's right. <laughs> so basically at the end of the time, we had a lot of fun rolling around in it. I went kitty, of course, because I'm like string. And then I buried it under me because that's what I do when I go kidding. Um, and then I just started swatted at him. But it was a lot of fun. It, I wouldn't necessarily say it was the, the honeydew sexy moment, but it was a lot of fun. And, uh, it, it brings out for many people it brings out the more you know food fighty fun fun side of play very good yeah, nice. i remember that night didn't you wear goggles i did yeah. i didn't want to cute. get noodles in her eyes <laughs> you could shank me with that shit i can't put do we have any more stories okay now he struts up by the way uh, we have a new dress code here. If you are a dude <laughs> and you own your fucking dudeness, it's socks and sandals. Fucking Fuck, A. That's right. And he's got socks and sandals. I'm wearing socks and sandals. It's a are socks and sandals. Are they mismatched socks? Fuck uh. yeah, they are. He's blind <laughs> as a motherfucking bat. Yes, they are. Thank you. <laughs> you got a story for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, so this is about uh, my only uh, boyfriend. When I was uh, really young... Uh, girls didn't like me to the point where like they bullied me so and I didn't really have friends and around age like I think 15 I came to the conclusion that like no chick was ever gonna fuck me so I should try being gay just once you know just once to see like hey maybe someone will you know let me touch them or something or they'll touch me so but I, I didn't really like dudes I still don't I mean dicks aren't that you know pretty to me so I wanted to try kind of like pseudo gayness out. So I went into my sister's bedroom because we didn't have any food at the time because all I ate was like a uh, uh, hamburger helper back then. But she and my, my little sister who was like six, she had this Fisher Price kitchen to like program her to be a good housewife, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck they're selling that to little kids. But and in there was this giant. I mean, it was it was oversized uh, plastic carrot. 
<laughs> and so oh, I took no. the plastic carrot back to my bedroom and I looked at it and I debated it for a while. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I imagine it was a lot like a samurai about to commit suicide kind of thing. Because I really wasn't into it, but I was like, fuck it. I want someone to love me, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I shoved this carrot up my ass. Well, I mean, I try to. Uh, and then I learned uh, the value of lube. So... <laughs> uh, I only got the tip in. So I went and I got some fucking, some oil downstairs, some olive oil. <laughs> and uh, I lube up the carrot. And then I, uh, being the aggressive person that I am, just shoved the fucking thing up there. Like Excalibur going into a stone. And uh, it kind of felt good, except for the the. the the carrot hats because it was some cheap plastic piece of shit it had like the the molding the mold, the mold uh, yeah the molding you know fold on the outside which was basically like a fucking razor blade you got 10 seconds and so shoved that up there it's like oh it's not too bad maybe someone will love me this way <laughs> pulled it out blood's on it i start to cry I kind of go fetal. It's it times up, and, but I don't want to cut this off. And then, mistress, I still love you though. Um, and then I start to get like this huge fucking impending shame cloak, and I'm just looking at the fucking carrot laying on my side, and I'm like, what do I do with this fucking carrot? I can't give it back to my sister. I don't know what to do with it. It's kind of got shit on it and blood. Oh my god. And so I rinse it off in the fucking sink in the bathroom. And then I had like this, I don't know if you remember the, the little tiny console radios you could get. They were like all in one. Um, and I took this, I had a speaker on it and I would take the cover off the speaker and that's where I'd hide my anarchist cookbook and some other shit, you know? So I put this fucking, carrot. I put the shame carrot in the, uh, in the speaker and wherever the fuck that thing is to this day, I'm guessing it's still in there because my mom, <laughs> My mom, after she kicked me out one time, just threw the shit away. So that's my story. Thank you. That is not where I thought he was going to go with that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was Naughty Tales. Oh, oh wow. Miss D. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Unless you want No, me. no, no. Jed, we got time for one more. Well, this is not, I, I don't know how to compete with all the other stories that have been going on. Miss so D, far. have you shoved a plastic carrot up your ass? No. It's <laughs> on her to do list. Sorry, that's not on, yeah, that's not on my list. Uh, but I used to throw a sensual picnic a couple of times a year. Um, and whether it was outside or whether it was inside, the, the tablecloth is on the floor and there are all kinds of food like jello and cottage cheese and you know you, you'd have finger foods too but basically it could be spaghetti orange juice what and you, the deal was everybody had to be naked and you could not feed yourself in order to eat someone had to feed you and if you if you wanted to eat something that someone else was sharing you could lick it off of someone if it had been put there by someone else. So it was basically foreplay for what eventually happened later on, but it was, you know, we called it a sensual feast. 
and uh, foods that you normally wouldn't feed with your hand. I mean, you know, if you get a handful of cottage cheese and you're feeding it to someone else, you're definitely going to have to help clean up with your mouth. And, and it was just great fun. And it, it tended to be a very popular party people wanted to be invited to. I, oh, that's, that's pretty that sexy. Very good. Although suddenly all I can think in my head is, in my head I'm screaming hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much spray bottle sand sanitizer. You and the hand sanitizer. Just don't use whipped cream. Someone stole my fucking hand sanitizer. I heard all about it. Oh my god. Vaginas and paninuses, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are gonna talk about now. (sighs) Vaginas and paninuses. Paninuses. That's, I had to put that in a song somehow. Paninus. Now it's, that's host topic. So, uh. This is where we have our fat life topics. We have our other topics. This is the one where we as hosts actually go, hey, this is the stuff I'm, I'm thinking about right now. So um, this is going to be an ongoing topic <laughs> because there's a lot to it. And it is a word called transparency. And it is an uh, attempt uh, to cover up with social constructs of where we are not transparent with people and to what level we are not transparent with the people and to what level um, that we just bullshit in order to kind of position ourselves. Um, and I had an incident that happened at the Perverted Podcast Play Party. And so there is somebody there listener of the show i won't say their name because we didn't get permission and it'll probably embarrass her but that would be fun for me passive aggressive (laughs) so i'm walking this person to their car and i'm fucking slick oh no and so uh so i kind of go i'm like hey so uh when am i gonna give you a spanking (laughs) smooth smooth because that's how i am kind (laughs) of smooth and she gets that look and you can tell you know, I've been doing this a long time. You can tell when it's going to go bad because their neck kind of turns like in towards their shoulder, but leaning out towards their chest, kind of with that like revolt, like, ah, like, ah, like their sympathetic nervous system is engaging like a fucking gazelle trying to run from a crocodile. And they're like, ah, and she starts with her non-transparency. And she says, you know, which is another key indicator. Whenever you fucking hear the words, you know, you ain't getting pussy, guys. Not happening. She's like, you know, I'm really trying to limit the amount of play partners that I have right now. Fuck you. Which is damn near saying, I I love you like a brother. brother. I love you, you know, like a brother. You're such a good friend. You're such a good I'm really trying to limit the amount of play partners that I have right now. Subtext being, you ain't the one, motherfucker. So I look at her and look, you're already rejecting me. You know? So I've been rejected a million times because entertainment, being a pervert, you know, sexual predator, uh, you know, those types of things. Um, it it requires it, it has a lot of rejection uh, unless you're a criminal and a rapist. So how you deal with that rejection is kind of a sense of pride because if you can be, hey, you know, I used to get all butt hurt when I was young. Anytime there was any rejection, and you get to a point where you're like, it becomes a human moment for you. It's like an epiphany of self-actualization, where you're like, hey, you know, you're an actual human, and even though I know I'm a complete love god, 
you obviously aren't into me, and that's fucking okay. And there's a sense of integrity that comes, and if you can take that rejection, there's a sense of pride. So she, by saying some, you know, placated bullshit, it made me go, wow, you're rejecting me, and I don't even get to have integrity because you're throwing some bullshit on me. Um, so this made me start to to think about that and because so i said i said you know what you can you you can just say no i i get it and i laugh and i go all right well i'll see you at the next podcast or whatever um <laughs> not anymore <laughs> so so no 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 um so that instance happened and it was funny haha and it was fine and i didn't get butt hurt. but what i started to think of i started to get on the transparency issue you know why do people need to, why can't we just say the truth? Because everyone says, oh, I want the truth, I want the truth, I want the truth. But in reality, they don't really want the truth. And they say things like in this situation, it was like, well, people say that to spare your feelings or from a woman's point of view, and this is where it got kind of dark, there is a certain, most women know that there is a certain amount of men that will come back and attack aggressively when they get rejected. Agree? Thoughts? Totally agree. So that was, so that's just an instinct, you know, is to say something nice to kind of quell the situation and you can't really be transparent in that situation. And then for me, it got to the next level, which was shitty, um, which was, you know, because I'm like, oh, well, I'm not like that. And, and so, you know, she should understand that, you know, she can be transparent with me. It's not going to hurt my feelings. And then I had to go to the next level when this is where it got ugly. And I said, wait a minute, this exact person has seen me be aggressive with other people on more than one occasion. So now all of a sudden I had to, the transparency with myself <laughs> was, oh, she did do that because she was afraid of how I might react. But I, you, I've seen you do the same thing. You're not transparent with everybody. No, absolutely not. Right. So uh, you're right. I totally agree that women sometimes have uh, more of an issue with that because guys can be total fucking assholes. But you grow up in this world and you learn how to lie. You, you don't tell uh, the truth it, all the time. It's also about closing doors. Because a lot of times if you reject someone, and it may not even be about... I'm not interested, you know, at all. It may be, I'm not interested now. So sure. if you say something along the lines of, I don't want to do anything with you because I'm not attracted or whatever, that's going to shut a door. And to be honest, most people don't like, unless it's someone who is an absolute creeper and they are horrified that they even talk to them, most people want to keep that door open. And because this is the world that we live in, we are not accustomed to it. We do not have the skills to deal with transparency no. coming at us. We don't have what it takes to not get butt hurt when someone says, you know what? You're not attractive to me. Or they say that fucking hurts yeah. that shit. Nobody wants to hear it. So on both ends, we don't know how to do it and we don't know how to take it. Or they just say you're unapproachable. Mm. Abyss, Abyss is, is unapproachable. Abyss. Where is Lois? She Lois is hanging she out. Fuck that cunt. Fucking gone. So I, I kind of wanted to open up. Anyone else have some uh, things that anyone wants to say on, on transparency? He wants you to open up. Anyone? Get up. I get up. Go. You said no. 
just have one thing on that because I date men and women. There are some women who do not take rejection well. Some men will flip a switch. Some women do too. Mm-hmm. It may not be quite in the aggressive, well, fuck you, you're a dumb cunt then. But I know plenty of women who will also say, well, fuck you, you're a dumb cunt then. So, or they go so, behind your back and say it. Yeah, there's different levels to that with women, just like there are men. But I think, that I like, think it should always be perfectly acceptable to just say, no, thank you. I have zero interest in that. I, I, I think we should I start a should truth okay. transparency movement here at Threshold. I think that, then you get I think that would in. empty the club <laughs> in, in, in like one week straight. That chirp, would, chirp. That I get was, the same thing with recommendations, though, because people will say, well, who would you recommend I play with or would you recommend me for play? Your shit is not my responsibility. Take personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. If that's the thing that you want, list reasons why you're amazing or list your hard limits so people know it. People shouldn't have to constantly guess all the time. I and mean, I will, that's fair. I will also say the flip side to putting yourself out there can be scary. So it, I can understand both sides. <gasps> There's a huge difference between using truth as a weapon and telling the truth in a way that can be heard. There are some people, it, it's like if, if you say, hey, how do you like this shirt that I'm wearing? I can say, oh my God, the t- how could you put that on that? Such a pe- you look like shit in that. Or I could say, you know, Boogie, I really love the red shirt on you better. You look so good in red. <laughs> I've told you I don't like the one you're wearing, but I haven't wiped the floor up with you. So there's a way of telling the truth without having it be ugly and hurtful and used as a weapon. And I think that part of the problem is our training not only for being able to tell the truth is also colored by the fact that when people have told us the truth, it has been done in such a hurtful way. Oh, you're never going to amount to anything, honey, you know, uh, because uh, you just you just aren't as smart as your brother, so you might as well just look for a husband to marry. I, you know, you hear that kind of stuff, and that imprinting is, it's, it's ugly. It's not told in a way that you can make other adjustments, that you can say, okay, I don't want to be a scientist at MIT like my brother, but I am going to be, you know, the top model in Hollywood or whatever the situation happens to be. So it, it's it's something that edu- education is lacking. So we so we bull- do we bullshit because we're afraid that people are going to be transparent with us? No, I think it's a safety measure. <laughs> it's, it's a safety. It's, All right, here we come. Bring us oh, home. Bring la- us home. Lack of. <laughs> uh, as someone who is transparent, I can tell you that it uh, is completely alienating to every single person that isn't me, mm-hmm. and it gets a little old yeah. being the person that alienates everyone. So I don't know. I don't think there's a way for people to be transparent. Not it's either you are or you aren't. But I would like to add that if your response uh, of being rejected from a woman is to attack her in any verbal or physical way, that you're a fucking pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here, giant here, here. No, no, actually, you're not a pussy because pussies are fucking amazing. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You are. You're a fucking shit weasel. There we go. Oh, there shit. we go. <laughs> oh, shit weasel. Speaking of vaginas. You put something inside your orifice and we try to figure out what it is. Secret Do you know what time it is? This is our end show. 
<laughs> Do you have your uh, your answerings? Thank you very much. Okay, here's how it works. All right, I'm gonna take this off. I really want a shaker, All like right, a present. Let me get the string. Okay, wow, we got a lot of feedback. Gotta, Donna. Don't pull it. Wait, wait. All right, this is my number. Thank you. Hang on, All take right. this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can you turn the amp down? Just unplug the amp. I, I literally, I Just have seen it. something like this. There, I lived in Thailand. This was, right. it's very similar. <laughs> All right. Here's how it's going to work. Mark looks a little scared. Mark looks a little scared. So here, I don't blame her. <laughs> here's what we have. Kathy, you're going to have to move over a little bit so you can get within. So we have lovely Mark, who is now naked in a chair. I see her pussy. With the world's longest tampon string. It's about 14 feet nope. long. And what we have done is we have, Mark and I together, have picked an item that nobody here knows what it is. She has gone during the last segment and placed said item into her vagina wrapped in about 1,800 condoms with a string about 12 feet long tied at the end. And what we now have to do is figure out... Jump rope? No, not jump rope. Don't (laughs) spin it. It's attached to a vagina. It's a beautiful thing. So what we are going to do is now play 20 questions and try to. So here's how it works. Whoever has the string gets to ask a question. Is it something you would find on a space shuttle? And she will respond either with the no, which is the Bigfoot sound. Oh, my Lord, that was loud. That's the Bigfoot call, by the way. So we could have Bigfoot visit us. And if it is correct, she has an anal human maraca that she will shake. So now then. Just don't make her laugh. Do we have any volunteers from the audience who want to play this game? Hurry up and get up here, Hollywood Daddy. Get up here. Okay, hurry up. Over here. Stand by them. Stand by them. Go. Move quickly. God, Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. Show's moving. Chop, chop, chop. Take take a deep breath. (laughs) All right. So now, please hand the lady in the fedora. Now then. The string of power. Now then. Actually, grab that microphone. Pull it over to you. All right. I was like, I'm not sure. This is the first time we've done this, so it's a a little long. So now then, you will ask a question of Mark, and Mark will answer either yes or no with either Bigfoot no, Maraca yes. Go ahead. Hi there. Is it something you can eat? (laughs) It is not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is not something you can eat. Next. All right, hand the string next. There. Now hold it. If you win, by the way, you get to pull out the item. Slowly. Gently. Slowly. Slowly. <laughs> no, you can just yank it out. Bucket. That's why I make it hunger play. <laughs> All right. Is it something you can play with outside of your vagina? All right. Do you have it? Now you can guess. If you have a guess. If you have a guess. If you don't, pass on the string. Is it a whistle? <laughs> it's not a It just big... sounds so cranky. Okay, next. Have it go. Just be Hollywood gentle. Daddy. <laughs> um, will it fit in a vagina? <laughs> it will fit in a vagina. All right. All right. Uh, is it a bobby pin? Oh. It is not a bobby pin. Okay, go ahead and ask. Is it made of metal? Is it a kazoo? You are close. <laughs> All right, Abyss. Oh, hold on. 
Hmm, it's a metal. <laughs> she looks so like innocent with it. Keep like, asking hey. the questions. Um, is it a maraca? I got excited. Pass it. You put it. Pass in. it to Kathy. Oh. Um. Is it something that you would have on your desk at work? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Give her. Maybe. <laughs> That's a half and half. <laughs> so it may be something that you would have on your desk at work. It I, I might got, have metal in it. I got no guess. All right. right now. On to the next one. Guess smaller. Who's gonna guess? Hmm. I will give a hint after this. This. This one. After. <laughs> She's all really. Yeah. Thank you. Is it a marble? A metal marble. No. Listen to the hints. I've seen metal marble. Okay, so so far we have it's metal. It might be on a desk. It fits in your vagina. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) It might be something that you could have on your desk at work, and you can play with it outside of your vagina. Yes. Does it make music? Do you have a guess? All right, here is the hint, the final hint. It might be in some sort of earthquake survival kit survival thing, something you would have. Go Hollywood Daddy. We need music under this. a worthless fucking hint. (laughs) No, it was not. (laughs) I will have another hint after this. Um, hmm. You are looking at her pussy. Yes, no, indeed. she's covering it up. Actually. <laughs> kind of bullshit. Um, He's leering at her there pussy. There we go. Thank you. Now I can think. Uh, what the fuck is in an earthquake kit? I've never opened one up. It's an emergency item. Is, uh, would you eat this thing? <laughs> no. Metal, metal eat thing. Go. You can eat mercury. <laughs> go give it. Give it a... Can you put it on a keychain? Yes. Is it a whistle? No. An emergency. Okay, go. He did that on purpose. Does it have batteries? Is it a light? You are correct. Gentlemen, it is a flashlight. Now, please pull, gently pull back. Everyone spread your legs. And now we put, it's lit. The flashlight is on. The flashlight is on! Oh my god! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is. That is our show! <laughs> Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and our hosts, to Abyss! Comments or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. So as you go out into the world and meet people that don't understand you, always know that your perverted podcast family is right here waiting for you. Until next week, enjoy the naughty and flashlights that are shoved up your hoo-ha. We are out of here! She is such a good sport. That was the coolest sight ever. Did you see it was lit? Oh my god, it was awesome!